Naked and Broke. Welcome back. Today I have a pretty exciting one. Um, one I've been looking forward to. A uh, calligrapher, a letterer, and an abstract artist. Uh, she's also an IG homie of mine. We go back and forth. <laughs> Top it up. Uh, Chloe Joy. Welcome to the show, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> I have to say, I really, I really love your penmanship. Um, just like seeing your work on the on the gram, like the calligraphy stuff, is really it's so elegant and beautiful. Um, I just like watching the video. I kind of like that because I feel like as an artist, for me, that's something I'm lacking. It's the penmanship, so it's always nice and elegant um, to see other artists who, who have you know other skills in lettering that you could appreciate. Um, but I also really appreciate seeing your um, your abstract paintings as well. Like uh, those like process videos or like mixing of the paint and stuff. Thank you. Yeah, they're super relaxing. Like, I mean, I, I do it mostly for me, those lines. <laughs> but then everyone else enjoy it too. I'm like, I just need to chill. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, I feel the same way because most of what I do is uh, mostly uh, for my own enjoyment. And then um, when I share it, people gravitate towards it. Um, so that was how I started to build momentum um, on things that I posted was mainly it started with um, stuff that I would, you know, stuff that I like. Um, yeah, 100%. I feel like people can tell when you're starting to like, I don't know, copy someone else's or you're not, you're not being true to your style i mean it's totally fine i think and so normal to like try other styles and experiment but i think yeah it yeah when you're not you're not being yourself then i think people can tell yeah yeah um yeah i think when whatever it is you're doing you're doing if it's not coming from a genuine um place it, it's really hard for for people to kind of gravitate towards it in the long run um, in the moment, yeah. you, might, you might get some action, it might create some friction, but um, in terms of longevity and, and how people would, you know, take it in and, and even just want to share it with friends or family or coworkers, um, it's really, it has to come from a genuine place. Um, but speak, speaking of that, um, and uh, lettering and, 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 and painting, abstract painting, I guess, um, which one came first? Oh, um, so I'd say actually lettering, it started a couple of years ago when I think, you know, like when Etsy was becoming all the rage, um, and I wanted to buy like a lettered quote or something, but I think it was like from America coming from where you guys are. <laughs> and I think shipping was, shipping was like, I don't know, triple the price of the actual <laughs> product back wow. at you know, I think it was yeah. six years ago, six or seven. And, and so I just grabbed a like paint by number brush, you know, those ones that comes with those kid books. Um, and then, yeah, just started lettering. And I was like, I thought I was, I was, it's so funny because my mom still has like my first few lettering art pieces up on the wall. I'm like, Oh my goodness, mom, take it down. She's like, no, it's about the process. Like, remember where you're from? I'm like, Oh my gosh, but it is good. It's so good to see like your progress. Cause I think, you know, you can beat yourself up and think I haven't, you know, done anything. Or, um, but then you look back, you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's important to 
always kind of reflect on um, a lot of where you've, you've kind of came from, but also, because I feel like for me, a good portion of how I was building was about, you know, um, thinking about where I'm going. And, and until I had, I think I would say maybe 2020 was that moment that kind of we all had to really, you know, look back and look back at the last five years and, and see mm-hmm. all the plans and dreams and aspirations and things that, you know, was written yeah. down. Some of them wasn't that, you know, came along just, you know, on the journey um, and reflecting on yeah. those was um, super inspirational because you, you kind of realize, you know, um, in, in a sense, you became this kind of superhero for yourself and, you know, went out to build these things. Yeah. Um, so it's important to reflect on that. Yeah. I think 2020 really showed people what we're made of um and like these things you know they either break you or they break you open you know like it's it can go either way and you've got to choose whether this will be like you know like a seed or whatever needs to be broken open to actually um become something bigger than itself and yeah i think it's like you've either got to embrace challenges um or you'll just keep running from them and keep running from yourself, really. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you, hear, if you heard the definition for uh, fear. Um, face everything and rise. Everything. Face everything and run. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad loves that one. My dad, like, is an avid quoter of that one. <laughs> It's a good one, you know, it's a little, it's, bad, but it's, it's very good. And if you, if, especially if yeah. you understand it, and I feel like a lot of that, understanding that quote comes with understanding the process of what you're doing. Um, so once you tap into what you're doing and who you yeah. are, and especially the journey as we are talking about um, with, you know, what goals and things you're writing down and um, where you're trying to take it, it, it makes so much sense because you realize uh, fear is nothing more than you know like an emotion you know sad happiness yeah. Um, yeah and it only becomes a bigger thing once you tap in on that emotion and decide to expand on it so once you realize that you kind of understand well i was feeling you know maybe I, I wasn't feeling inspired this morning or i was feeling motivated two hours ago but now i'm feeling you know anxiety and, and fear but mm-hmm. it is a mindset so once you understand that you can tap in to say oh i could you know, what activities and things that bring me, you know, joy or, or, you know, happiness that I could, um, in this moment, you know, put into play that could get me out of this emotional state. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, fear is something that, you know, I kind of push forward on mine just personally, because, um, there's a lot of things I want to do, but, um, this, you know, fear, like everyone else was always, you know, at the core of it. So for me, that was something I had to like, attack head on just um you know it's like um the head of the snake or the body of the snake kind of thing um so for me i had to go for that you know the head of the snake and attack it head on and, and over the years i built a lot of like confidence in in what i do and just through like you know repetition of, of you know yeah things yeah and it's so important to use repetition even in our mental battles you know like because i think we often think oh like i've conquered that you know that fear but like you know thoughts of especially to do with imposter syndrome i'm sure you 
understand, you know, that fear as well, lack of, you know, I'm going to, when are people going to find out that I'm just, you know, I'm just winging it and I'm just faking it. Like, is it, is it going to be the next time? And uh, like, honestly, it, it would have me like, literally like I'd curl back up into bed some days and be like, like halfway doing my work and be like, I literally like, why am I even doing this? You know, like, and yeah, I think in life we either, everything is either driven by fear or by love and you've got to just choose. Yeah. You know, like let perfect love cast out fear. That's like my favorite thing to write. Um, but it's honestly, it's perfect love casts out fear. And I know I'm listening to the voice of fear when, you know, I'm, I'm anxious. And when I'm um, believing those lies and it's like, no, like when there's perfect love, there's deep peace and trust. And it's like, I'm not what I create, you know, like I'm, yeah. Like I don't have to trust in my next outcome. Like I trust in perfect love and yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of relatable as well, especially with um, imposter syndrome or procrastination and things like that. But what you said about, you know, days that you feel like, you know, you're not yourself and kind of stuck in bed. What uh, practices um, do you put into play or maybe meditation or something, music? Um, yeah. That help you kind of get out of that. Um, that yeah. That Actually, there was this one time I did this thing um, and I actually need to do it again. And I now I'm like, that was actually so effective. I actually switched on my camera on my phone and I started videoing myself. And I was like, Chloe, I know you're feeling like you're not good enough and you feel this way often, but I just want to remind you like, yeah. And I just started reminding myself of truth and, um, how loved I was regardless like of anything else I ever do and by the end of it I was just smiling and laughing and I was like okay let's go like we can do this um but yeah another thing is obviously getting some food because sometimes um you know you're probably hangry um or like just doing some push-ups or something getting some movement in or just a change of scenery like you know um it's so good, um, like getting some fresh air, just getting some fresh perspective. Cause you know, as we all know, staring at a screen or something for too long just does your head in and yeah. 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 That is true. With creatives, we tend to, whether you're, you know, you're someone who sketch a lot or, or, you know, work on a computer a lot, a lot of creative process Mm. is up here in the head. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of our time, even when we're in, the creative process of designing or, or, you know, whatever other creative creativity that you do, it's, you get stuck in the mind frame of, you know, I got to power through and get through. Um, but in the reality, uh, when you get to that creative block at times, you might just, like you're saying, you might just need to do a few push-ups or, um, mm-hmm. walk or yeah. you know, uh, go grab something yeah. to eat. Um, you know, that, that you talk to can, a friend. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah laugh at something yeah like I think it's all about you know like tension and release just like music you know what I mean like there's always a you've got to have releases and often that does come in the form of creativity but um yeah like like I said 
doing push-ups but also mental push-ups you know it's like I think you guys were saying that yes. <laughs> I took that from your I was like whoa that, yeah, that was so, so awesome um oh that was so helpful when you sent me that image of the notes that was so awesome looking at it because I I, I was uh remembering when I had sat down and, and wrote that entire um that episode out and and your notes very similar to mine so that was the, oh. the part I was like that's that's really cool that's really awesome. yeah no that was so helpful so thank you but um yeah I I think as well like in in creating um I was listening to like a Seth Rodin podcast I don't know if you've heard of him but he was just saying like it's a choice um, and he's like, you know, all of us at one time of our life, um, at one point have told a funny joke or found a problem, a solution to a problem. Like we all have a choice to create, you know, whether it's with our words or with creating, you know, a, a home for people to come in or a space to, for someone to be listened to. But I think especially with that, like, you know with drawing and with painting it's like consistency and even yesterday I was rushing out the door and I was like I am going to sketch something for 10 seconds 10 seconds and I'm going to journal for 10 seconds and it was like wow that was easy like yeah you can do that you know I can do 10 seconds <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh that's that's something I have to like remind myself at times because um like Sometimes you, you also brought up like, you know, calling a friend when you're feeling stuck. That's usually my go-to because I don't really get to chat with the homies um, on a regular basis as I would like to. And plus as a yeah. creative, my, my schedule is, you know, all over. And most of my friends um, who aren't creatives tend to have a, you know, a job type schedule. And um, yeah. so whenever I can catch them, usually on the phone call and, and usually we happen on our week or month or um happening some things um mm -hmm. i always feel like that is kind of um helpful in the sense to just kind of break the pattern yeah. um whatever totally. whatever it is you're doing um but and just saying like out loud the lie that you're listening to you know to yeah. someone else just yeah. and that itself can really break yeah. that power because sometimes all you really need to do is just hear your own voice um yeah. out loud and, and it's mm -hmm. not really you aren't relying on the person opinion or that response it's just you just need to hear yourself kind of narrate the story in your head. yeah yeah but, and and singing as well it's sort of <laughs> like it it activates like your ventral vagal nervous system i don't know if you've heard about I that but I, like, no i didn't know about that but Please speak to yeah, me. Yeah, but actually, like that, I, I hope I get the terms right, but the ventral vagal nervous system, like, regulates your body so that it breathes optimally and digests optimally. And so things like, you know, singing and even gargling and, you know, movement actually activate it and, and helps your body to calm down. Awesome, awesome. Nah, I didn't know that. Um, but I guess I do sing a lot in the studio, so... Um, oh, nice. Like something, something right. Um, speak, speaking of what have you been? Yeah, what have you been singing right now? Like, what's <laughs> what did you wake up? You know, sometimes you wake up with a song in your head. What did you wake up with? What did I wake up with today? Um, I woke up and I threw on um, as an artist called 
CEO at business.net. It's awesome. Um, and I was, okay. I, was, I was bumping, um, what is it called? One is Hot Mess, which is awesome. It's like an instrumental, uh, but up, up beat type uh, music. And uh, what was the other one? The other one was Buttercup. It's from this album, 2020. But I just like how, he, like, he's like a non-traditional musician. Even like the name CEO mm -hmm. at business.net. Um, but um, that was this morning, and then uh, some some uh, West Coast rap music. Uh, an artist called Les, uh, L E S, but the S is like a dollar sign. Um, so listening to okay, I'm looking these up now. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had to, like, on a on a day where I have to, you know, get in sync or you know get into my mood or whatever, um, my my usually go to is um, Sir Bobby Marley or uh mm -hmm. Tom, Tom kennedy um who's a rapper or um larry june um who's another uh, rapper uh, but these people are mostly when i listen to them it's because they kind of stimulate the mind and they talk about issues mm -hmm. and you know either like societal issues or historical events and or you know even just like um self self-improvement um but even just like life lessons or um that experience that they document in that music um, it's what I listen mm -hmm. to and, 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 I, and I see like the parallels in my work so for me it kind of yeah. helps when I work um, but outside of that there's some other things that um, you know everyone else listens to but um, when it comes to the work setting I, I try to curate the environment even the space the, the time of day and, and all of that and even to okay. down to down to the food I'm eating um, yeah, wow. Um, Do you have an outfit as well that you like, you put I on? And I don't have a, a work outfit, but um, I do dress up on, you know, on days, you know, because I treat it like a job. It is a job. The only time I don't actually mm -hmm. look good is when I'm actually on the actual job on site because, you know, I'm painting <laughs> and I look like a painter. In your jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's legit. I look at someone in a jumpsuit painting and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right it's like a construction <laughs> biker <It's> so official <laughs> uh, but speaking of songs um what, what were your uh, go-to artists or musicians oh okay so i'm going through now i'm trying to i always like i feel like i always freeze up when people ask me because i'm like it literally goes from like <laughs> i don't part? know from, <laughs> from like maggie rogers to like Jacob Banks to you know um I love like what's it called uh like I wouldn't say it's like EDM but kind of <laughs> <laughs> so like it honestly just depends um yeah or like I was listening to Stephanie Gretzinger's album this morning um been listening to this girl oh my gosh there's this song called Golf on TV by this girl called Lennon Stella. But anyway, the lyrics are so funny. But it's like the most beautiful song, like lyrically and chords and the harmonies in it. But the, the words are like, um, it's, it's talking about like how she's finally in like a relationship that's like steady and healthy. And she the, the chorus goes like, some people want to switch it up. Like just one love is what it, 
isn't enough. And it's like a ballad, like it sounds very serious. And then the next slide goes, and some people watch golf on TV and neither of those things make sense to me. And <laughs> it cracks me up because it's so true. I feel like when the golf is on TV, it reminds me of like when you've had a nap during summer as a kid and you wake up and like everyone's left the living room and they're all outside playing, but the golf is on TV <laughs> and there's just the ball and the green rolling on its own. You're like, like what, what is going on right it's now? Like, <laughs> yeah. And you hear the clapping like quietly and you're like, mom, dad. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. if, if you, if you have to uh, describe yourself uh, or describe your feeling in, in weather forecast, what would it be? Sunny, cloudy, oh, et cetera, et cetera. I'd say I'm mostly a pretty sunny person. I wasn't always, um, but I do live in the sunshine state in Australia, um, in Queensland. So it actually helps your mood so much. But yeah, I think I, to be honest, uh, growing up, I think I used to have like, and I think I still do, I have that, you know, like that sort of rainy day, thinking um but I think it's so good to be in touch with not the I wouldn't say like the darkness but with with pain like having a healthy relationship with pain because I think you know we can run from pain for so long thinking it's bad but it's actually just there to tell us something and you right. know once we listen it's just, it's only going to visit for a little while. It's not, like you said, like it's temporal. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, you know, like we do need the four seasons. I would say, yeah, I'm mostly like a sunshiny person, but we do need the four seasons of life to grow and to, yeah. <laughs> you know, to lay dormant. Got to lay dormant sometimes. I think especially um, if we're, if you're an artist, like you've got to go quiet for a little while and lay dormant so that um, you can be still and listen to, to what you're really saying yeah. um, and what you want to say. Cause there's so many voices these days. Yeah. There is so many voices. Um, so many, uh, so many platforms, um, so many yeah. influencers um, Very true. And, and creators. Um, yeah. so it's hard for you to, I feel like if you're consuming so much of what's out there, you, you rarely mm -hmm. consume any of yourself. Um, so that yeah. you don't know necessarily who you are. Um, and even in times of, um, whether you're feeling, you know, cloudy or sunny or, or what it is, understanding how you feel in that moment and not necessarily yeah. um, carrying around the baggage, emotional baggage of, you know, other people's stress that maybe you consume in TV or, yeah. or saw in a magazine or, you know, any, any other things that's not yours that, because um, yeah. I feel like um, a lot of quote unquote pain that you're speaking to, a lot of it is mental um, and mm -hmm. not much physical because it's more of um, your consciousness I'm trying to let you know you're supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z, and 
but you're, yeah. you're doing this and eternally you feel that yeah. you know uh, i'm supposed to be doing this but maybe yeah. it's fear or it's you know anxiety or anything else that's holding you back but internally you know i'm supposed to yeah. be doing this i'm the reason why i feel this way is because um, i'm not doing i'm not doing yeah oh you're hitting me right where it hurts because <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know for my for me like often if i'm um on instagram late just scrolling for hours i'm numbing myself and i'm like i know that what i really need to do is go quiet and just write or um you know or talk to god or listen you know talk to a friend like but then you know like sometimes i'm like nah well i just want to ignore it right now <laughs> yeah because uh, in the moment uh, a lot of people don't realize um just like you know mm -hmm. adding or, or talking or like you were saying and having a moment to release and, and and replenish um this there's another thing called solitude and a lot of people don't realize yeah. that it's actually that's an actual thing that everyone needs yeah. um so true i only learned solitude. oh sorry no nah, go ahead when did i was gonna say like when did you learn solitude because i only learned how to be by myself like maybe I don't know, four years ago, and now I'm like, oh, I love <laughs> Saturday yeah. night. It's me, myself, and I, and just chilling at home. Yeah, I would say, like, uh, for me, I grew up with my grandmother, and I was, like, the youngest. Um, and that was always, in a sense, was always, you know, kind of to the side. But being the youngest, you're always amongst, amongst it all because you have that luxury of, you know, doing extra quote unquote and not and getting away with it um so for me i, I would say <laughs> i would say like, oh, i i know i'm the second oldest of nine and the youngest <laughs> yeah my my parents are like in grandparent mode with him <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no, you, know, you know how it goes <laughs> um but yeah i would say it started with that but um but the real answer for me was when i was in college um, I went to college, I went to, to school for uh, soccer and art, um, and, and oh, cool. I remember soccer was, at the time, soccer and art went hand in hand, it was, you know, it was a 50-50, um, I guess, thing that uh, it could, could have been either or, um, even though soccer, I had a lot of injuries, um, probably been, I've broken, broken a lot of bones and injured a lot of, oh my God. Uh, a lot of uh, body parts. But it's such a it's such a, it's such a beautiful sport. If you love the sport, you love it, and yeah, it's such a beautiful sport. And uh, that's mm -hmm. that's some I played since I was a kid, and so playing in college was a dream. And I remember just um, chatting with my mentor, and he was telling me um, the reality of it is you can't really half-ass anything. Um, you got to you got to make a decision between soccer and, and art. Well. And, design. and um and i remember at the time i was like a sophomore and it was such a hard thing to do and until you know fast forward my senior year um finally dropped soccer um and part of the decision was not you know 100 percent up to me it was like injuries and, and other things that eventually forced me to make that decision uh, but um what came out of that was the focus level on art and the doors and connection and networks that opened up just because um, I was so focused on what I was doing 
and I wasn't yeah, well. um, I wasn't spreading myself thin as far as what I was giving my focus, my time, and attention to. Um, wow. And, and that, that really helped me a lot in terms of um, just, you know, just finding, finding my lane. But in terms of solitude, what was, um, what was the breaking point for me was, uh, there was a, I remember one particular weekend and usually, you know, you have to week their plans um, and being, being, in, being, in, being on a, a sports team in college, you know, that's a guarantee you're, you, you, there's some sort of happenings that you're going to be at some sort of function at the weekend. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, you know, being on a sports team is usually what, what, what a, a, the soccer guy's doing on a weekend. That's everyone already knows that. Um, if, if the soccer team isn't doing anything, what are the soccer girls doing on that weekend or the other sports, lacrosse, basketball, whatever. So all of the sports you got to go through you know, get you play for the weekend. Um, so for me, that was the hardest thing because I, all my friends were, um, I had design friends, but I didn't necessarily hang out with them on the weekends as much. Um, yeah. So for me, that was the hardest thing was, um, was really uh, working on design, knowing that, you know, now that, you know, this might be, you know, what I'm doing post-college or, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, quote unquote, looking at them as temporary pleasures. Um, and, and so like, for me, I remember one particular weekend where I, I committed to just, just staying in for the entire weekend and just working. And, um, and I remember it sucked just like, you know, uh, 72 hours by yourself. And that weekend um, was intentional because it was like a, I think it's like a far re weekend or something. It's like a four week, four, four days weekend. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to go back to Philly. I'm going to just stay here and, you know, just kind of see what happens. And the first day was nice because there was still some people on campus and I could talk to them. But after like day two, it, it, it was not as fun. But um, mm -hmm. I remember just, just, you know, just at night I would be working out and like my phone is right there and I could just text a friend or, or you know, call someone and, and, you know, get an Uber and go over. and. Um, and it was so tempting to want to do that, but um, I stuck it out. And I remember what what I got out of that was just like, um, and obviously with time, but what I got out of that was just like the ability to um, to tap into the ability to to understand where I'm at in the moment, the ability to to, to check in with my emotions because those are always valid, and 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 say, okay, this is where we at, this is where we need to be, and this this is the there's the amount of work that needs to um, take place in the moment, yeah. um, regardless yeah. of how we feel emotionally. Um, so that That's that practice in, in terms of um, when, it, yeah. when it comes down to getting getting done what needs to get done. Mm -hmm. That was kind of a long answer, but I hope it, it kind of helps because all of that. No, no. That come together. I think, I think you're not alone in that because yeah, like it's you like you're not alone in feeling alone that's what i'm trying to say because yeah, absolutely it, it like i was saying to friends the past few weeks like i actually just feel so um alone like i feel like i just sit at home and and i'm like oh what am i doing <laughs> sometimes <laughs> so it's so helpful to have those friends around you um, to build a community around you, you know, like yourself, even across the world, but like that 
that actually get it that it's like no um yes you might be sitting at home working but you know there's other people around the world like you and we can all um encourage each other but yeah I saw this quote the other day and it was like conquer yourself conquer anybody and it's just exactly what you're saying like it's amazing that you had that mental strength to not go out with your friends um especially as a you know in being in college or uni as we say here because you know like a union it's in australia yeah university that sounds so proper that sounds so proper university (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but it's like it really is that um instant gratification versus um versus the the future benefits of what is you know you're sewing into um and you really do have to have like that focus and I think even just knowing the season the season you're in like is it a time to yeah like go and hang out with your friends and have fun and re- and and um play around or is it actually time to like to dig deep and I feel like the last three months so we were we're in spring now you guys are in autumn uh yeah i think we're like yeah two two or two or three days okay so are people getting their pumpkins out already uh yeah people that that, that's like a business move so it's been out since like you know (laughs) they've been um, okay my friend from school (laughs) shout out to courtney she used to say what's funkin pumpkin I don't know why it was always so funny. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, in so winter, like, I just, I wrote down, like, okay, this is a season for me of, like, an arrow being pulled back. And so it's really a time of, like, focus and, and growing the business because for me, like, growing my art um, stream because I work two other jobs and, sort of an art has sort of just been the like whatever happens on the side business thing I work on it but it hasn't been the main um thing and I just really felt that click over that shift to really focus and yeah so I describe it as like that arrow being pulled back and I looked up um like I got that image in my head when I was thinking about this season and then I looked up, you know, an arrow being pulled back and, and, you know, the, they're called like the fledgings that make the arrow fly. And, you know, it says like, if, um, even one is crooked, it won't hit its target, um, at all. And if, or if one's missing, you know, like it won't fly. Wow. And so it is so essential to, to straighten out the crooked things, especially, you know, your crooked thinking, as we were saying, um, which is mostly like it's ourselves getting in our own way. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And and deal with it. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, definitely. And to your point about, you know, creatives kind of spending a lot of uh, alone time. um, I was thinking about that the other day. And I think part of that, it has to do with um, our minds are um, childlike and, and, Mm. and children, if you hang out with them, you know, they're, they'll ask you like a million questions in a, in a minute. And, and so I feel like as creatives, it's kind of the same way, whether we're working or whatever we're doing. 
to all these questions. And some of them, we do answer them in our work. Uh, and some of them, you know, through our process and things get answered, but the majority of them um, tend to go unanswered. And so it's important to connect with um, other artists, uh, friends or creators, people who you could just kind of, you know, go back and forth with um, just whether it's, you know, picking their brains or just having a, a conversation on, on a particular mm -hmm. subject. Uh, but how, how important you think it is um, to have these heart-to-heart um, -heart, um, chat with uh, friends and family, whether business or personal? Oh, I think they're vital because there's been countless times where I start processing with a close friend or with um, a family member and, and you don't realise the depth of discouragement you've been in. Right. Um, yeah, you know, like hearing someone else say, you know that that is just absolute rubbish. And you think, oh, no, I've, oh, yeah, I guess I've sort of almost become friends with this voice that's told me I suck for the past 10 years or whatever. It's like, yeah, I would never allow that. And, and going, don't, I don't mean to like to inject right now, but going back to you acknowledging yeah. with the, the arrow, you know, those are those are the crooked um, things or crooked people that needs to be straightened out in other fields yeah. you know hit your target yeah yeah and yeah you know that proverb that says iron sharpens iron you know like we yeah. we sharpen each other and we all have blind spots that we um you know we need pointing out i mean and if you're not Actually, open to that um, then you can't grow I have that quote, the, 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 the first half of that quote, I have that um, in my personal bio on my Instagram, but it says, uh, a liberated mind never makes you uh, feel confined, iron chopping iron. Um, wow. Yeah. So um, cool. one, of my, one of my favorite quotes as, as well. A liberated mind, yeah. Liberated yeah. mind never makes you feel confined. Whoa. Yeah. Well, we need a beat. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that that's that's from a rapper. It's not mine personal, but oh, okay. that was why I gra gravitated towards it because the second half of that was iron shopping iron. Um, okay. And ne never, never yeah. in my circle is a weak mind. It's actually by Stolly. He's a, a Stolly. He's a rapper over. Um, I think he's a West Coast rapper. Yeah. But it's, it's okay. funny because with the U.S. is like an East Coast West Coast and. Now everything mm. tends to like merge, so it's so it's not as intense no more. But in terms of like traditions and and this lifestyle, right. I'm on I'm on um I'm on the the East Coast, you know, Philly. Mm -hmm. But I feel like as a person, my lifestyle is really a West Coast with you know the beach and you know palm trees <laughs> and all of that. So. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> West Coast represent. West Coast represent. Are you a California girl at heart? <laughs> uh, uh, speak, speaking of Cali, <laughs> believe it or not, actually. <laughs> it's funny that you said that. Um, Cali was the, was the dream. Cali, Cali was the, the destination out of college. And I had that opportunity um, to go out in the Bay Area in San Francisco because I had a job out there. So I was out there for a week, and um, and I just remember it being like crazy expensive, crazy expensive. Oh and, no! Um, yeah, it was such a reality <laughs> check because I was like, if I'm out here, 
even though the job is good and I'm getting paid probably three or four times what I would normally get paid in Philly coming out of college, it's still mm -hmm. a hassle because things are three times the price as they are, you know, compared to Philly. Um, and no. I would go probably broke out here in six months. Um, so also I had a job with, uh, or, or interview with Abercrombie and Fitch as well to go out there. Um, so it was a lot of opportunities. And I was like, oh, Cali. Yeah. And then I got there and I was like, wow, you know, all this like fantasy and, and things, you know, was actually, you know, logistical things that need to come into play before. Yeah. It right. reality. Um, but yeah, I was always by Cali. I feel like it's more of a dream rather than if I'm there, I'm like, hey, it's a place. Yeah. But I like how, how, it, how, it, how it sounds and how it feels in my head. Yeah, I think it's so um, important though to, um, yeah, like you have a dream and you go for it. And even if you found out that it's not what you actually want, yeah, um, because you'll always be, you know, left wondering. Exactly. Um, but sorry, back to what you said, um, having conversations. Yeah, I think, and how important they are. It's also, it's funny because sometimes I'll be painting and like some of my best paintings are when I'm like having this conversation with a friend and I'm not even thinking about what I'm doing, but it's like I'm processing to them and I'm processing exactly. on the canvas. And then I look down and I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but I, you know, we, as humans, we crave connection and that's why we, you know, social media, it's the cheap fix often. Uh, you know, we de there's definitely true connection on there to an extent, but, you know, we crave to be seen and known and, and that's why, um, yeah, like conversations, especially when you're struggling, are essential because I think when you, it's when you're isolated and um, that's when the lies get louder and, and you start, it starts to become your reality, you know, but when you have people around you, they're like, that is not real or, you know, it feels real, but let me help you, you know, see clearer Then, yeah, it helps you so much. Like, you know, they bring truth that sets you free from that. And whereas if you're alone, you just start to believe it and succumb to it. Yeah. I feel like, you know, for me, um, with those like hard conversations, uh, whether with family or friends. Um, my particular family is not necessarily, there's no one like design oriented in my family. So it's, it's very, so like in terms of business, it's just like surface wise we talk about. So we don't go into like detailed details, but family have always been supportive mm -hmm. and, and things like that. My mom actually applied to my art high school for me. Um, because I was, uh, oh, and was, I had my sight set on another high school, and she was like, "You're you're doing art," and um, so shout out to moms everywhere. Um, for you know, yeah. I feel like moms have like the like that um, that recognition of that spark, um, but then yes. at times tend to get in the way because they're very hands on, like all mothers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you gotta appreciate them. Um, yeah, but with me, that that conversation for me is so important uh, because even my friends who are so close, um, they know um, 
if I'm doing something, I'm serious about it. And that's just how I am because I'm very particular about my time. And, um, and it all comes from, you know, that isolation time and, and, you know, just spending time in solitude and understanding what was, was for me and what isn't for me. And mm-hmm. when it comes to my time, I'm very uh, protective of, of what I allow to take it up. Um, just like, you know, like we were speaking earlier, my days are really, you know, full today. And, um, and so just like, you know, thinking about stuff like that, I'm like, okay, what, what it is that I could allow, you know, to, to be in my circle um, or even be mm-hmm. in my immediate circle as well. Um, because it's either, yeah. it's either what you allowed is, you know, adding value or taking away value. Um, so you know, that, that's how it works. And it works the same for people. Um, people in your circle is either adding value or um, taking yeah. value away from you. Um, and yeah. there's a, there's a, a, a fact that says you make about four to $5,000 a year, just between your closest friends. Um, so for me, I'm always talking about money with my friends because it's very important. Mm. One of those things yeah. that tends to go unnoticed, but should be talked about. Like, you know, like you would check in with a friend on, you know, how you doing today, socially or emotionally or work-wise, you know, money-wise, yeah. you know, how are you doing uh, money-wise? What can we, more importantly, what I talk to my friends about is what can we build together? How can we make money together? Um, because money, yeah. money is freedom, and it allows you to do what it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and, yeah. and it, and it, and to an extent, it gives you or it allows you um, the opportunity to experience um, uh, escapism in a way. Um, yeah. So, and so, for me, with my friends and, and chatting with them, whether it's art or personal, it's always. Um, it's always we, we try to get to the main stuff, but then the real, you know, life stuff that all adults have to deal with. Um, yeah. We talk about that as well. Um, and, but for me, personally, I always try to um, just, you know, enlighten my friends. Because it's not when I speak about money, it's more from a design perspective. Um, and when my friends, you know, speak about money, whatever industry they're in, um, it, it usually they're, you know, we enlighten one another. Um, to, to an extent. Um, so I, I always love to, um, the money part I, I, is, is not necessarily, some people might not look at it as a heart to heart conversation, but for me, I think it's an honest conversation because it's a, it's a conversation that just as society, I don't know how things are in Australia, but in America, yeah. um, we're, we're taught not to talk about money at all, whether totally. it's yeah. job or all of that. And so it yeah. makes it hard for you to want to, you know, um, open yeah. up and talk to people about about things um, in the long run. Yeah. yeah, it can be. It can definitely be a taboo um, subject, but I like to try and be as open as I can because I've seen people be all closed up about. It and I'm like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, this could be like, you know, like I wasn't trying to be nosy. I just, you know, um, yeah, exactly knowing knowing your worth as well um i guess in in money wise um but also i guess because i mean and this is opening up a huge can of worms but you know like it is like in the school like the school system isn't they don't talk about money oh yeah Um, i mean at least they do to an extent and if you 
awesome teacher they might yeah. tell you about budgeting and things like that but they don't teach you about you know it's more it's a very like um um what's that word when you have to a compliance um it's right. it teaches you compliance not about um you know how yeah. to create uh, wealth, yeah essentially it's yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. that's, that's kind of my, my issue as well is but with, with situations like that, whether in an institution or, you know, wherever I'm at, for me, my go-to is always to connect with the people. Um, and, and usually those relationships are genuine and, and pure and yeah. tend to um, yeah. enlighten one another and share um, the value that necessarily the other might not have. Um, mm -hmm. what's, uh, what's your favorite color? in uh, typeface. Oh, that was a sun switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say uh, my favorite color is like, um, is ocean blue. I know that's very like fake. Um, but, um, and my favorite typeface, oh, honestly, I didn't, I wouldn't say I have a favorite typeface because I don't, tend to actually use a lot of fonts but i'd say actually the one i use on the procreate app the most is um i don't know how to say it d-i-d-o-t d-i-dot t-dot uh, i don't know it's i think it's d-dot i know what you're talking about i know the font um yeah i mean it's just cool. easy <laughs> but i do like looking at um your picture i love the how you wrote dollar because it's like the one on the left. Oh, uh, right, right, right. The, this one? Yeah. 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 It almost looks, um, I'm trying to think what era, you know, it's, it's not quite, um, 70s, but it's, it's just a bit nostalgic. Hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it comes to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you have one as well? Uh, a dollar? Not really. <laughs> uh, actually, so my favorite color is actually blue, but I like every every color that's blue um, and every shade of blue. Um, I don't know. I think it was weird because it was like, it was like, it felt like it was like a, a you know, generic guy thing. Um, were you showing me something? Yeah, which, okay, so which, um, blue shade <laughs> I see you trying to get me a probably the 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 butterfly that's like the second from uh the, the left the second one yep the, yep that one. Oh yeah 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 um yeah but uh yeah but uh, in, as far as blue yeah that as far as blue um just I, I I just I just like um just like the color in terms of what it is and what it means, what it represents. Um, I think blue is like trust, um, reliability, mm. balance and all of that. But yeah, just in terms of what the, the, the color is emotionally, how it makes me feel. Yeah. Um, but I, I like every shade of blue. I just painted the wall, uh, one, one side of my wall, a dark blue actually. Right, like oh, two. really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> um, cool. So, I haven't painted my wall up here, but my wall back in um, Melbourne where my family lives is like 
is like an aqua blue. Awesome. <laughs> it's more of, yeah, more of an ocean blue, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but I, I wanted to quickly comment as well about what you're saying with talking about your friends. Is that okay? <laughs> Coming back. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason why the, the show is um, emotionally everywhere is because um, of interest and um, as, a, as a person, as a creative. Um, I'm thinking of creatives listening to this tend to get bored a lot. So in terms <laughs> of, you know, where to where the charts is and all of that got to be all over it. <laughs> no, um, yeah. But yeah, but no, yeah I, think, I think it's so important to talk with your friends about money because we're all raised so differently. Um, and it's good to hear other people's values about it um, because some people think it's normal to, I don't know, get a personal loan out to keep up your lifestyle. And, you know, some people it's normal to put away like, 80% of their saving uh, in savings or but yeah I think it's so essential to have yeah. you know friends around you that you aspire to also be like because you know that quote that says show me your friends and I'll show you your future like I have yeah I can't agree with that more just even from the past few years um, different people in and out of your life and you realize wow like you really do become like yeah. the people that you hang out with you without even trying you start to laugh like them you <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you said that um the show me your friends and i'll show you your your future um mm -hmm. when i was a kid um just just being me and just you know getting in trouble uh, my grandmother always used to tell me to be really selective with my friends and and what she used to say was um show me your friends and i'll tell you your character um, and yeah, that wow. really 